Have you heard of Anchor? It's free and it's so easy. If I can figure it out, pretty much anyone can. Create your own podcast from your phone or any device and they will distribute it across Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other platforms on your behalf without you having to do a thing. You can also make money without any minimum listenership or any required audience. Anchor is super easy to use, and all you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor.fm. Start your own podcast today. You're listening to Your Highness Podcast with Diana Crash, founder of Good Vibes Marketing. Good Vibes Marketing provides organic content and marketing solutions to the cannabis space. And this is Leah, co-founder of BakeSmart. Our can of cows are the first edible safety designs for cannabis-infused foods. Anyone from your child to your grandmother will understand when a food is medicated as long as it's marked with our edible green crosses. So, Leah, how are you? <laughs> I am good. Well, actually, I'm so not good. I don't know. Something's <laughs> up with the energy. <laughs> something's up with the energy. I had to get a new computer, and then uh, it's just been a crap show, but it's getting better. And I, you know, you may Is not know Mertro, Mertro, Mercury, Mercury. No, it's just, I mean, even like the, you know, there's like a little, week after it ends officially so that week has officially ended but Mm -hmm. um yeah it just crashed and then apple's doing this wonderful new thing where they don't use usbs they use these little teeny tiny ports and then you have to have an adapter because apple just loves to get you coming and going so now i have to have a little adapter thing Mm -hmm. it's the weirdest freaking thing so no more usbs you have to have an adapter so yeah it's been challenging but yeah you're I'm having here with you and, and you always make me happy and you have that beautiful baby and I could hear him before yeah. we started recording. So that it makes was. me so happy. Yeah, you probably will hear him throughout this episode because he's like a little <laughs> uh, little gremlin or a little werewolf or I don't know what, what kind of monster, a little monster. He's like constantly growling and making little like noises. Even when he's happy, he makes these little like <laughs> he's like he's like frankenstein does food and music make him calm down <laughs> yeah actually there you go we're gonna just call him frank and movement and movement i have to like if he's in the car or on a walk he'll calm down but it's not even that he's like cantankerous he's just uh very vocal just about life in general i guess i don't know he's got um, stuff to say he has a lot he, to say he's been you know yeah. cooped up for a few months he's gotta <laughs> now that he's out into the world he's gonna tell everybody all the things he's been ruminating over for the last like eight months <laughs> oh my god that's funny <laughs> that's hysterical. Yeah. well that will be fun you've got a lot to yeah. look forward to <laughs> oh yay so, so, speaking you of looking forward sh- <laughs> i know right share our favorite things Yes, um, I guess I'll start this week, uh, or this cool. episode. I should stop saying this week because it doesn't really matter, <laughs> does it? Um, no, timeless. <laughs> yeah, we're just in this timeless sphere where we record. <laughs> um, so my favorite thing is actually another podcast. It's called uh, Mom and Dad. Yeah, yeah, I listen to other podcasts. <laughs> I know. It's oh, my gosh. 
Like I probably shouldn't do that, you know. It's like, but no, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. We we support other other podcasts and we support other people Definitely. in this industry. Um, and it's actually partly uh, somebody you mentioned in an earlier episode is one of your favorite things, I believe, Stoner Mom. Oh, I love Stoner Mom. Yeah, I know you do, and um, I'm really into this podcast. I started it just as you know, out of curiosity, and it's her and her husband and. Um, they sit, it seems like they do most of the recording at night when the kids are in bed and they go over. Oh, how fun. Yeah. It's, it's pretty cool. They, they, they have a drink together. Some, sometimes they don't both, they don't always both drink, but, um, you know, they, they go over like what they've been doing the, over the week and things like that. And they talk about their favorite, uh, new products and things. And it's just very entertaining and it's pretty funny. Um, and I definitely recommend it. And you can find it on iTunes. What's it called again? Mom and Dad are Stoned. Um, nice. Yeah, I think they have it. Uh, the acronym is M-A-D-A-S. So if you want to look them up nice. on um, iTunes, I think you can find it on her website as well, I believe. Um, Thestonermom.com. Right. Yeah. It's, yeah. And I know she has a pretty big following on there, so. Yeah, definitely check it out. That's fantastic. Oh, yeah. I want to check that out. I did not know that. I knew she was married. I thought she had her own podcast. I think but she I'm does. Definitely I think she out. has her own. I haven't checked it out yet, um, but it's on the list of ones to check out. It's like I need to get through this list. And I keep getting distracted because iTunes will say, oh, what about this one? You might like this one. And I'm like, okay, I'll check that out. <laughs> it sucks to have ADD. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm going to check this out. Oh, look, shiny objects. Right? What's yeah. <laughs> Over here. <laughs> like what? <laughs> That's why I have like handwritten notes everywhere. Literally just like, oh my God. Uh, take out the trash. Um, do laundry you know like simple things because otherwise yeah i i am so in tune with that because i have dry erase boards in my office in my in my living room like in our main room i have a big dry erase board because i'll forget what's in my office and i'll go out so i have it also on another dry erase and then i have post-its everywhere so thank you to the post-it people and the dry erase board i was gonna say dry erase dry life. erase boards are <laughs> essential for people like us i think Oh my God, you have to because you're constantly changing and it's nice to erase it. And yeah, because you, as you know, priorities change, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> Tiny objects change. Right. So exactly. Got to be able to erase it. Uh, but my, my problem is I change it so much that like the marker starts to stain the board. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh man, now I need to get a new board. I have to make a note for that. <laughs> no, you could just get alcohol. You can get rubbing alcohol and put on it. Oh, I didn't know that. that should take off. Or even Windex too will take it off. So yeah, that's a good call. Yeah. All right. So anyway, back yeah. to your favorite things. What back is yours? To the favorite thing. Besides, well, dry, An hour later. dry erase boards. <laughs> yeah. Talk about ADD. Um, so mine is a book that came out. I think this came out in January. It's called Breaking the Grass Ceiling, mm -hmm. Women, Weed, and Business. And it's by Ashley Piccolo and Lauren Devine. And they, um, two amazing women's, uh, two amazing women's, oh, can't talk today. Two amazing women who Ashley has a seven point consulting. She has a consulting group mm -hmm. and she was meeting a lot of women in the industry through her business. And she and her friend Lauren decided, you know what, let's highlight these women and, and create a book. Yeah. And I've, 
purchased at least, let's see, I read it last week. I've purchased at least five copies and sent them out to friends wow. um, and associates because it is an amazing book. It's 21 women who share their stories. And some of the stories aren't feel good. Some of them are women lost their businesses. Mm -hmm. Um, they worked really hard. They put a lot into it and they didn't protect themselves and they lost their business. Or, you know, there's some mom stories in there where they had to fight really hard to get um, medication for their children. Uh, there's stories about edible makers. Um, there's stories about growers. It's just everything. She covers the whole kind of industry. No podcast though. So we have to work on her right. for that, but, um, <laughs> but she she really took a, a really wide variety of women in different um, places in their life. Some of them older, some of them younger. Um, some of some people that most of us would know, like uh, Jamie from Mountain Medicine. She's in there. You know, she's all over the place. She's an amazing woman. But one of the things, the themes that I loved about the book was it's all about how the women who knew each other in the book they all support each other and how they don't really feel like there's competition in that, hey, I want to take you down mm -hmm. kind of way. It's more like there's enough to go around for mm -hmm. everybody. And we need to support each other, especially women supporting each other in this industry, because it is a male dominated mm -hmm. industry. And thankfully, that's changing. But one part that it's really not changing in is the investment mm -hmm. area. And so that's why it's really good to be talking to other women who are business owners and kind of learning more about what they did. And that's what I love about this book. I mean, you can learn from their mistakes and not make your own. You know, I, I mean, when I found out that some of the women lost their businesses because they didn't have their own personal attorney, they only had an attorney for the business, that shocked me because as a business owner myself, yeah, you have an attorney for your business. And I wasn't thinking that. I thought, well, of course the attorney's going to protect me, but that's not true. Their main concern is the business. You are really just part of that business and you can be replaced. And so um, it was just kind of a wake-up call. But there were other stories that were like that and just a lot of encouragement, but a lot of um, just a sense of community. And it was really, really well-written. I cannot say that enough times. And I think that the authors really captured just the whole essence of the women. And that's what I really like. Like you could feel each woman's kind of energy come through and, and not only from her words, but how they explained each woman too. So I highly recommend Breaking the Grass Ceiling. You can get it on Amazon. I think it's $15. And right now, uh, Kindle, I think is only $3. Oh, wow. So I would hurry and jump on that Kindle. Cause I think I paid uh, $10 for the Kindle. And right now, um, they have it down for $3. Yeah, that's so, awesome. So anyway, so you just check that out. And um, yeah, and I kind of goes into our, our subject of mm -hmm. mentorships. Yeah, and I just have to add that one of my other favorite things is that where you think, where you're saying oh. about how women, you know, say that we're not all in competition, like there's room for enough of, for all of us. And that's one thing that has been right. really refreshing um, hosting this podcast, because every time I interview someone who says that, which I have done recently, it's so like refreshing to hear because it's not a cutthroat industry yet. You know, I don't think not so. at all. I think we can keep it from being that way. Yeah. You know, um, especially if it's women dominated and we go about it the right way where we all support each other. Um, well, I think and lift each other up as much as possible. I think that that's really important. I think that's like what this book highlights, too, is that sense of community and how even though there were, you know, three or four edible makers in this book, 
they knew each other and they supported each other. You know, it, there is no competition. And I think that that's different than most industries. And we're really lucky. And I hope, right. I hope it stays that way. But I think it's like you said, not yet, you know, right now, everyone, yeah, it's hard to really envision it because especially I've come from most, all the in industries I've specialized in are all very competitive. You know, it's like you want to support other people doing what you do, but at the same time, it's one of those things where, there's a little tinge of, you know, something you feel something right. you know? right. <laughs> because you're like, okay, I built up this, this career for so long. And it's, you know, a lot of it is referral based and things like that. So it's, it's, uh, it's difficult. There's a fine line, I think. Right. And it's hard for us to, you know, be honest about that because we do want to support each other, but we also have to be honest about those other feelings that we have sometimes where it's like, wait a minute. Oh, they got funded or, Oh, they got you right. know, commission for this. And I didn't, you know, it's not like jealousy per se. There's, I'm sure there's a little bit of that of in there. Of course. I mean, but jealousy is, is natural and, you know, and sometimes it's, it's a, it's a good thing because it motivates you to, to do better right. for yourself, you know, and that's really what it comes back to is like, there, there really isn't any competition. It's what can you do better? And you really have to look to yourself and it, and, and it, you know, of course, I think it's a natural feeling. You know, we all have that when we see, even reading the book, I was like, God dang, how did she get that? She's so young. Or some of these people mm -hmm. that we interview, you know, we have some great interviews coming up and some of the women I'm like, oh my gosh, how did you get to where you are? Well, a lot of it's motivation. A lot of it's, they work really hard and you don't see that. But, um, you know, that's what they're doing. And, and I think it's always important to remember that everyone's different. Everyone's on their own path and we can support each other. And that's why like podcasts like this one and even the stoner mom or high friends, you know, supporting women in cannabis is really important because we need to really emphasize that this is a safe place and we want you to do well. Yeah, we can change. I think this is an industry that can change the landscape of business and, and how we treat each other and just um, equality in general when it comes to the workplace. And I think there are a lot of opportunities. So oh, definitely. I'll stop rambling because now I'm just like no, throwing out I words. Mean, because I'm throwing out buzzwords <laughs> now. Like, but it goes into equality. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, and I think, I think you're right. I think that women have that chance as long as we keep this about us and really mm -hmm. nurture it, this whole feeling, this whole movement that's kind of happening. I, I think that we can change uh, business for women in other industries too. But, mm -hmm. but I think that this all goes into our topic, which is Absolutely. the ships. And so you want to take it and do our first talking point? You want me to? Okay. Yeah. I'm going to let you take it. Go ahead. Take it. I'm going to be generous. Go ahead. Take it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, yes, we're discussing the importance of mentorship, and uh, especially in this industry. And so the first tip that we have or takeaway is that you should look for more than one mentor. And by that, we mean, you know, look for more than one that isn't specific to a certain niche in the industry. So... Like, for instance, I have people I look to for growing advice or cultivation because I know nothing about it, you know, and, and it's not like I need that information all the time, but it's something to know, like you have that person in your corner for future reference if you might want to know it for a paper or an article or a speech or something like that. Or right. maybe it's for your own product development because you don't know when that could come into play, you know. 
um, I would say like find someone in the edible sector, find someone in the ancillary, you know, also find someone that's not even connected to cannabis in any kind of way, you know, um, mm-hmm. just a business person that you might look up to a businesswoman. So yeah, or even a, a man. I mean, so for me, I have a mentor that, um, that I was lucky enough to get and, um, he's, he's an older gentleman. He's had a couple different businesses that he took, um, pretty far and then sold. And he's really wonderful and so supportive of me and what I'm doing. And, um, I would say the only, the only negative about finding a mentor outside the cannabis industry, there's pros and cons, right? Because an established business person has a lot of, sage advice and a lot of experience to share. But the problem is, is that they also don't know the cannabis industry. And as we all know, it's really unique. Mm -hmm. So for instance, um, when I was talking to him, when I had, you know, this was kind of at the end of sconed that, you know, my toffee. And he said to me, he said, Leah, you realize that doing candy is a really um, bad idea for a business because candy just doesn't do well. And so I said, well, I get that Yossi, his name's Yossi. I said, I get that. And I showed him the, the numbers of what, you know, like chocolate and candies were making per month in the cannabis industry. And he looked at it and he goes, okay, you know, this isn't normal, right? And I said, mm-hmm. yes, I get that. But you know, I was just deciding not to do it on my own anyway, for other reasons than what he was saying. So sometimes your mentor you really kind of need to educate them a little bit on this is what's happening, but it doesn't mean they're not going to be able to give you good advice because once I brought him up to speed and showed him, this is what's happening in this space. He was able to better direct me on, okay, now I understand this landscape. Here's what I would advise you to do. And, and the one thing about mentors, they're not tied to your business. Mm -hmm. So if you don't do what they say, it's not like they get mad or, um, you know, won't talk to you again. They just go, okay, well, you know, and they can also give you, you know, a different perspective that you might not want to hear because like you're saying, somebody who doesn't have any experience in this, you know, as a, as a content producer, writer, I know that there are a lot of situations where I have pieces of content that people have no interest in whatsoever. You know, the topic I'm saying, you know, they, they're like, this isn't yeah. something and I, and I can see it on their face. You know, I've gotten to the point now right. where I know if someone wants to read a, something you know and i'll just say can you just read it and give me your honest opinion as someone who knows nothing about this topic and who cares nothing about it you know and and that can right. really open up my mind as well because they might say something like well i don't understand what you're trying to say because then you think about it and you're like oh well i just assume that everyone knows x y and z about this topic and here you are trying to get people who don't care about it or don't know about it to care about it right right so you want to look at it from that point of view as well. Like, okay, so what am I doing wrong here? Maybe not, maybe take off those, you know, rosy, rose colored glasses, <laughs> as they say, you know, because if you're already interested in the topic, you already kind of have a vested, you know, interest in it, not to keep right. repeat myself, but you, you already kind of are a little bit less critical, I think, because you're like, well, you want this person to succeed because you like their product and you like what they're doing right? or whatever it is they're doing. Right. Well, and so you're, and that's going to be nicer about it in a way, kind of, yeah, you know, and that's like Yossi was funny because he, like, he doesn't smoke, he has no interest in cannabis whatsoever, but right. he was, he really 
liked what I was saying and what I was doing. And he really liked the thought of marking edibles. And, and then he got really interested in it and it's like, okay, well, let's, let's think of different ways. And because he has so much experience, he's just like giving me ideas that I really didn't think about, you know, just like, Hey, try contacting this person, try contacting this person, you know, just do this. And he gave me really good advice on how to do sales, which I, I like have no experience with sales. So it's just, it's nice to have that mentor. And there's other mentors, like you said, you know, like if you're doing edibles, find somebody who's doing edibles and, you know, talk to them. I I don't know. Women for me personally, women are funnier. Like men, I'll talk to men about things. And if they really like what I'm doing, they'll say, give me a call. I don't care when it is. Just call me. I want to, I want to help you as much as I can. And, and I'll introduce you to some people. Women are more, uh, it's more a social kind of thing. Like they'll do the same things, but getting there, they aren't as direct. And so I feel like you have to be a little more direct with women. Like, Hey, do you, would you be interested in maybe talking to me more about this? Would you, you know? Right. So I feel like there's well, I think different that's because styles. women are more, right. I think it's because women are more in tune to doing things all on their own and not asking for help is it, you yeah. know, asking for help is difficult. I think, I mean, if we're talking about, the stereotypical, you, you know, cisgender woman, you know, right. or whatever people seem to think about that. It's true. There is some level of truth there that we have an issue with um, being needy or be, being right. perceived as being vulnerable. And I shouldn't say needy because that's not even, that's not a positive word, but you know, it's, it, we right. don't want to look like we're, we're in need of help. So we don't want to ask for it unless people ask for it from us. And we feel like, Oh, the, pl- the plague field is level. You know, we right. can talk, we can ask for a favor because we gave a favor and we have to kind of get rid of that mentality and, and just, you know, help each other out when we can, mm-hmm. if it seems like an obvious thing, but the person isn't asking for it, there's probably a reason for that. So just say, Hey, you know, can I help you with this or that? And you don't have to, you know, go too far with it. Just ask a simple, you know, Hey, what do you think? Can I, can I mm-hmm. talk to you about this? If I do this, you can offer something up to begin with, you know, that's always nice and courteous. Like if I, if, if you read this for me, I can do this for you. That kind of a thing. Right. If it makes you feel more comfortable, it does for me. I know that I don't feel like I have a lot to offer people, but I try. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, we need to hold each other accountable as women. You know, I think that's another issue that we have because, uh, we're not used to doing that because we're used to having right. to be accountable ourselves so much throughout the day for <laughs> for all of these things right. in our own lives that it's kind of hard to do that. But we need to say like, well, well and and I'm going to go out of order here because I know our third takeaway is, you know, getting out of your comfort zone. And I think mm-hmm. that this kind of just goes into that. Like you really do have to push yourself out of your comfort zone to ask for help mm-hmm. or to just even approach people or right. even make that step yeah, I do need a mentor. Yeah, it's not easy to do because I think we're all trying to like fake it till we make it in some kind of way. And, and, uh, or not all of us, but I think some of us are. And so it's harder for us to say, like, you know what, we don't know what we're doing. Um, well, this- I think that that's part of success. I mean, you, you have to kind of fake it until you make it. Um, mm-hmm. I think most people fake it until they make it. But, but like you said, you know, sometimes I think you don't want to, be seen as like, oh, this person doesn't know what the hell they're doing. And I don't think most people look at you that way. I think it's they're like, head. oh, wow, they're really trying. Yeah, they're really trying. And I want to help this person because 
they believe in what mm-hmm. they're doing and they're they're motivated and they they want it really really badly and so why wouldn't you help someone like that absolutely and, and that's that was kind of the theme in that book breaking the grass ceiling they were talking about mentorship how important it was to have mentors um how important it was to have people you could talk to about your yeah. business um and a lot of them talked about oh yeah i had this this woman she was a mentor you know i came into this field and didn't know what i was doing and then she really helped me along and taught me this or that and i think that as women in business for all of us, it's really important when we see somebody who is new to the business or maybe a younger, you know, entrepreneur and they're maybe have struggling or you can tell that, you know, mm-hmm. when they're sharing that you can feel their struggles, just offer help. Say, look, um, you know, I'm busy, but I'm always happy to carve yeah. out some time. To and talk sometimes to you. if you don't find your own connection, like I, I always try to, to connect other people that I think will go, you know, will hit it off for whatever reason. It's not always professional. Sometimes I just think they'd like each other as friends, you know, socially. <laughs> um, right. Because a lot right. of times that kind of connection can turn into a major connection for you down the road, you know, like surprisingly. Right. So um, it did it for you and I, you know, I don't even, I, I was talking Definitely. to someone about an interview and someone told me to t- talk to you. And then look what happened there. You know, it's like you never know what what could come of it if you just say, "Hey, you know, you kind of have similar personality, and and you're local to this person, and I think you guys would really hit it off." Don't don't feel like you're sounding like don't be afraid to sound stupid. You know, I I do it all the time. I know I sound like an idiot. You know, eighty five percent of the time. Um, but I will say that some of the connections I've made, I think, have turned out to be pretty fruitful for those involved. At, like just socially, emotionally, spiritually, whatever. It doesn't. However, you know, it worked out in some kind of way. Oh no, definitely. I mean, um, some of the contacts I have were thanks to you um, and just hooking me up. And even, I mean, that's the one thing too about this podcast that we're so blessed is we get to meet some Mm -hmm. amazing women and, and talk to them and find out what they're doing. And then even through that, it's like nice to connect. Um, I know that another way to do it, I mean, how I went, and I think this is our third takeaway is just to find mentors, I did SCORE, which is a free service. It's not cannabis our second, related. Our second take. And, um, you, right? Oh, is it? Second? Okay. Well, I'm going all out of, I'm just, I'm hijacking this and just yeah, moving are. it all over the place. But, um, you, you, <laughs> and fired. Um, so, you know, but there's places you can look, um, just on mm-hmm. Google in your area and find, cause I went to score. It's, it's a free service. I know that you found a couple, they charge mm-hmm. a fee. Isn't that right? Um, you mean like groups and networks and things like that? Um, yeah. I mean, there's some, ga- yeah. most of the yeah. gatherings I've been to or wanted to go to, um, or wanted, wanted to attend. They are like all had fees attached to it, you know, tickets involved and all of that. But yeah. There are some of them that will offer, you know, scholarships or financial aid if um, you reach out to them. So definitely look into that. Mm-hmm. Um, like Elementa is a really good source. We've spoken, we spoke about them um, at length in Tokativity. Yeah. Um, there's a, there are a bunch of them. I mean, honestly, mm-hmm. you can pretty much just Google cannabis women's groups in my area. I, <laughs> I'm sure you'll find something. Um, I think it's, it's happening so quickly, but that's awesome. And it's exciting. You know, I think 
I mean, just elemented the amount of locations um, that have opened since they started in the last year is phenomenal. I mean, they're all over the place now. So, and they're continuously growing. And I should say, I'm, I am also one of the people that will hopefully be organizing a look at, you know, an event, an element event in the near future. So I should preface that. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's right. Yes. In Maryland. So, yeah, no, I know here in Portland, we have, um, Lindsay Webb is an organizer here. I know they have them like in Alaska, they have them everywhere. And Tokativity is the same. They're coming out with a lot of uh, different um, chapter groups. So just look for those. And then if you can't find a cannabis group, um, mm-hmm. look for just a mentor group. Also like masterminds. Uh, one of our guests uh, that's going to be on this show, Amna, she's going to talk about a mastermind group that she's going to be creating for cannabis, um, for the cannabis space. And mastermind groups are really amazing because you get people doing different things in the business world and coming together to meet either weekly or bi-monthly or whatever it is. And they all kind of have to, you know, they, they hold each other accountable. And that's a really powerful thing to have too, is if you can find a mastermind group, go with your business, and then you get a right. lot of different opinions. And then you have people, you know, saying, look, try this, this, and this. And that way, when you come back in a couple of weeks, you really can't push it off. Like for my mentor, I could push off what I do because it's up to me to schedule appointments. Whereas if you're part of a mastermind group, you're really held accountable and you don't want to be the only one to come to the meeting and not have anything new to share. So it really helps motivate you to do better, do more. And that's why I think that these have gained popularity in the last few years because business owners are finding that it's really helpful to be in a group like that and all working to help improve your businesses and mm-hmm. helping each other. And that's another place where you get a lot of connections. I know um, I've met people through a small mastermind I did. It was more on kind of um, media-based so media for your company. But through that, I've had people refer things to me, refer um, situations to me, like interviews and things. So masterminds are, and I don't know if they, if they have those in Maryland, like if that's a big thing. I haven't heard of it, to be honest with you, before you said anything. So I have to look into it. Yeah, it's, I mean, I think it's kind of new to some areas. Like in California, Silicon Valley, I think it's kind of a big thing that's been around for a few years, but it is mm-hmm. something that's gaining popularity, and uh, it was really interesting to hear Omna talk about what she's going to be doing in her mastermind, but just about masterminds in general. So it, it was just a, a different way to get a different type of mentor. Now, those can be really expensive. I mean, mm-hmm. those are, some of them are $25,000 to join. Wow. Some of them are, you know, 8000 um, the one I did was a couple thousand. It's it's definitely wow. an investment. And you have to be wow. ready to work. You know what I mean? You've mm-hmm. got to be at that place where you're willing to commit the time and effort to it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's an investment. But you supposedly get a lot out of it at the end. Yeah. Well, I would hope so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right? Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, I that's... Mean, shoot. That's scary. Yeah. What if you lost all your money? You know, it's right. like, I did nothing. 25,000. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't think that would happen, but still, I think that some of those uh, billionaires pay like a hundred thousand to a million dollars to be in some of those mastermind groups. 
is crazy. Wow. Because they're with like the elite, like with Richard Branson mm-hmm. and other people like that. I don't know. Forget that. Well, if you don't have <laughs> thousands of dollars um, to spend, which I'm in that camp, so I will say, you know, there are a lot of Facebook groups to join. Um, I'm in several that are geared towards uh, entrepreneur, women entrepreneurs in the space. So they're definitely out there. Just Google that or, you know, search it on Facebook, see what you can find. Um, places like the Direct Cannabis Network who uh, we featured on here before in the past with a, the uh, founder, Adelia, who's amazing. Um, they have a lot of entrepreneurs of the week and they have um, a lot of different articles that help you as an entrepreneur for free. You know, I think there's a lot of really, really helpful information on this website, uh, videos, articles, um, podcasts, all kinds of things to, to check out. So um that's a great resource it is yeah i definitely recommend the direct cannabis network it's the direct cannabis network well it's not the it's directcannabisnetwork.com. um definitely check them out there's a lot on there and what would who would you and reach out to people yeah, definitely if you find somebody reach out via linkedin or however i mean that's why i like linkedin professional it's kind of worth the mm-hmm. money um because you can reach out to a lot of different I mean I don't know how I feel about that Um, yet but I'll (laughs) I'm just that's how I connected that's how I connected with Trista I'm just salty about LinkedIn I mean I'm back on it full throttle but and it has been good since I've been back but I just uh it annoys me (laughs) it's just like so much email so much email from them every day I know um but there's some cool things about it I guess I just don't know I'm not I'm not all the way on the other side yet is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> no, um, no, I, I, well, oh, I totally right. lost People my love LinkedIn. It's all, I'm, I'm, I'm in the minority. I know that yeah. for sure. Well, I, I, I find it helpful just because people I can't just find an email for, I can find them on LinkedIn and reach out. And it's just been helpful yeah. that way. Um, That's true. You can but, do that. Yeah. I mean, I get it. It's kind of becoming, I know what I was going to say. It's kind of becoming yeah. like Facebook though. I see posts on there that I'm like, that's weird. How did they get their post on there? And I don't know that I would necessarily right? put that on there. Then it becomes more like, yeah, I mean, most of it is very interesting mm-hmm. and I, I really enjoy it, but yeah. And then it's just one more thing to manage, to, uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. to take my attention away from right. what I'm supposed to be doing. Oh, who's on LinkedIn? Oh, who's yeah. that, 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 another right? shiny object. So. It's it a time suck. is. Yeah. It's a time suck. Um, so, and now I lost my train of thought. What were you saying? <laughs> what were we even talking about? Just places to find, places oh, to right. find our said, mentors. So, so we said you were like talking LinkedIn about LinkedIn and, uh, <laughs> oh, and events. You know, events are really, I mean, we talk about this all the time, but going to industry events, are, it's, it's really important. I mean, now that I've it really is. recently given birth, there's like not much I can do at the moment or there wasn't. And now I'm trying to get back into the real world. So I am going to try to make it my goal to go to as many events this year as possible. Um, it's hard because like you said, too, there's um, the, the cost money yeah. um, and time. And so you have to kind of be like, am, what am I going to get out of this? Right. Um, am I going to get what do I want out of it? Do I want to just 
even sometimes with the tokativity events, I have to say, okay, is it just a social for me or do I think I could meet some business connections? Is that where my head mm-hmm. is at? Um, because if you go to some of these things, like let's say I want to go and I want to make business connections, but then what I end up going to is more social and there's really not a lot of people to connect with, then it's kind of a waste of my time. I mean, you meet great people and you're socializing, but that's not what I wanted to do. do yeah, you know what I mean? let me invite you to a party. So, Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> um, I might have hey, fun. I it might have been a blast, but it was like a waste of time. Uh, anyway. No, I'm saying sometimes you're like, hey, I really want to network. I want to meet some people. I think this person's going to be there. And then you get there and you're, and it's social, which is great and everything. But when you don't have a lot of time, you're like, ah, that person's not here or they're mm-hmm. just not into it, you know? And that's another thing. You got to be really careful when you're approaching people. Are they, is it a business thing? I mean, are they going to be open to this? Because you might mm-hmm. get shut down if you approach a person at the wrong time. But it's all about coming out of your comfort zone again and just like, just make that first, hey, saw an interview with you or Without hey, sounding like a read this article about you. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's something yeah. I have to finesse. <laughs> I think I sound like yeah. a stalker all the time. Yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> so do I, though. So it's okay. I'm always like, oh, I'm such a big fan. I'm such a big fan. <laughs> I love you. Oh, my God. Yeah. I love you. I mean, look at, like, poor Ashley. I, I find out about her book, and then now I'm obsessed yeah. with her, and I'm obsessed with her book, and I'm giving it to people as mm-hmm. gifts. And, I mean, talk about stalker. God. Yeah. Oh, well. It's, it's okay. <laughs> it's a fine line. Yeah. Hey, you know what? I'm sure she appreciates it, so. Yeah. I'm sure if she not, does. If not, then. Great book, though. <laughs> we'll be getting that restraining order any day now. Oh my god seriously <laughs> the first in the business there yeah. you go oh. <laughs> so anyway um <laughs> so should we yeah wrap i think it up? we've gone on long enough about this mentorship <laughs> yeah why don't you do the recap yeah, of the three points the- i did it out of order so you right, do the so recap. number one is look for more than one mentor and one thing we didn't actually get to hit on really quickly is just to make sure the person doesn't charge a fee or um, um, some type right. of, yeah, because there are a lot of people out there that do charge for their mentorship uh, abilities and services. So you might want to. And it may not be the right mentor for exactly. you. And it, they- and then you might, you might just be able to trade with them for something, you know, just find out what their expectations are. I think up front as far as, and, and you're make sure that yours are clear as well. You know, I, I'd say. Right. Um, so anyway, look for more than one mentor as, as far as, you know, look for different niches, different parts of the industry, or even different industries, if that works out well for you. Um, just get different varying opinions and um, that'll make for a better flushed out whole picture, big picture, right? Right. Yeah, my words aren't mm-hmm. working, so you're going to have to help me with that. But anyway, <laughs> um, I'm a writer, I swear. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> number two is look for programs, networks, groups. Look for you know anything local. Google it. I mean, now you can pretty much Google anything, right, without having to worry about it since, like, so many states are legal. <laughs> uh, right. You could just say right. whatever you want to say, really. Um I, I just go right ahead and say women entrepreneur events or um, in cannabis. Mm-hmm. Those, yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm Sam rambling. Anyway, <laughs> uh, number three, <laughs> um, get out of your comfort zone. And that's just like be persistent. Put yourself out there. 
um, do the thing that you're not used to doing because it can really pay off. Um, and just try to, you know, t- step outside of yourself for a minute there and see maybe a different way yeah. of approaching um, all of this. Well, I think for, for me personally, that's been where I've mm-hmm. had my most success is when I'm just like, gulp. even meeting Ashley, I met Ashley. At oh my NCIA, God, I'm with Ashley. Um, and <laughs> I know. Okay. Yeah, I'm totally obsessed. Well, that that's how I found her book. But anyway, but it was totally out of my comfort zone because, um, you know, she was there doing book signings and I just felt really intimidated and I was like, crap, she probably doesn't even want to talk to me and she wow. couldn't have been nicer. And so, and, and just even with, even with getting the mentor, I was like, you know what, I need to do this. And I think that when we go out of our comfort zone, we really push ourselves, then that's when we grow because it's when we, we are forcing growth and we have to do it. Sometimes we get stuck in ruts mm-hmm. as we know. As we know, <laughs> but are we in a rut yeah, together? As we know, I mean, I've been in a rut. No, oh my god, us? Well, maybe people will tell us, I guess, if they review our podcast. Okay, oh we're probably yeah. Let's are not open that up. All right, let's just <laughs> just send us nice thoughts. That's all we can deal with this month. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. Send us yes. positive that vibes. True. That is true, <laughs> especially especially you as a new mother. That's. But being a new mother right. is definitely challenging because those emotions are still running high after you have that baby. No, they're I think not, for up to Leah. a year. <laughs> ah, I know. No, I'm so sorry. We'll get off and you'll go, why'd you say that? <laughs> just, no, I mean, but it, I think that we all have our challenges too. And that's why we got to be kind to each other. Be kind. And like you say, how do we always end this? Uh, I don't know. I don't remember. I'm just kidding. Um, take the high road when you can. <laughs> Work. Yeah. yeah, that's right. It is so true. But we should always take the high road as women because uh, that's the road well, we should. We do on. what we want as women. Let's just say that you do what you want. <laughs> you yeah. Do you? Do you? Yeah. All right. You, you, well, on you. that note, until next time. You do. You talk to you later. Bye, everyone. Bye. Treatables, recognized for its superior full hemp plant extract infused line of nutraceutical pet products, offers grain-free functional chews in a variety of flavors and potencies. You can also grab uh, different potencies of their dropper bottles and capsules. Born from a passion to help pets and pet people thrive, Auntie Dolores, the parent company of Treatables, was founded in 2008 on the values of compassionate care, superior ingredients sourced in the USA, consistent, reliable information, and integrity. All Treatables products are compassion certified and proudly made in the USA, and people can check them out at treatables.com. That's T R E A. T-I-B-L-E-S dot com. Our first guest today is Trista Oakle. Trista Oakle, founder and CEO of Empower Body Care, is a pioneer in the cannabis industry and first to market in Oregon with a well-branded topical company in 2013. In 2016, she successfully transitioned Empower from the medical market to the recreational market and continues to lead the Oregon topical market. So Trista... What inspired the creation of Empower Body Care? That is an excellent question. So back in 2003, 2004, my mom was diagnosed with uh, three different forms of arthritis. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to make sure that 
she didn't have to take opiates essentially. And I had heard, I was a cannabis, uh, uh, connoisseur at that time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, mom didn't want to take anything internally, right. She didn't mm-hmm. want to feel high or she also at that time worked for the department of alcohol and drug abuse prevention program. Oh. <laughs> so she, you know, yeah. yeah. Um, but I had heard in some of my, uh, advocacy work that, um, uh, cannabis infused topical products could actually work for pain and inflammation. And so I started experimenting with, um, you know, different ingredients, carrier oils, essential oils, um, and created a, basically a synergistic blend of essential oils and carrier oils with, that was infused with, um, cannabis oil that worked really, really well for mom and, and her arthritis. Like it literally brought her from an eight to a three. Wow. On the one to 10 pain scale. Yeah. It was pretty amazing. Um, and that was obviously my inspiration for everything. Uh, trying to help mom and also you know, keep her off those harmful pharmaceuticals. That's awesome. I love that. That's your inspiration. Um, and I love your products. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I'm so glad you had a chance to try them. Oh, so you're so generous. I mean, we, we mentioned it in that earlier episode, but we, we really just love what you're doing and we love what you're providing and the idea behind it and everything. Um, and so Thank in you. that, um, yeah. Uh, how do you- It's actually two pronged too, if you want to know the rest of the story. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Cool. So I was, I was doing advocacy work and, um, one of the things that I did was I, uh, volunteered with Americans for safe access in DC, um, also known as ASA and took part in a, uh, protest or a direct action where we sat in front of health and human services to, with the, a banner with the names of thousands of, um, uh, doctors who had recommended cannabis for therapeutic or medicinal purposes. Um, and we did that in order to essentially we blocked the doors of health and human services by sitting down. That was it. Right. So it was a $50 ticket and a charge of what was called incommoding, (laughs) uh, which sounds like something that it's not. Um, (laughs) anyway, uh, we ended up going to jail for six and a half hours. Um, yeah, well, it was all right. Um, it was actually kind of fun. They left the doors open. I, I like to lovingly refer to that as uh, activist jail. Um, <laughs> and as a result of that, we did get mentioned in uh, some press in the Washington Post, which was the whole purpose for the action, um, to draw attention to what ASA was doing, which was suing the FDA um, for their failure to reschedule or deschedule cannabis. Um, that said, while in jail, it really struck me that women were the key to, um, legalization or tax and regulation Mm -hmm. of cannabis. So, um, and if you look at history, uh, this, both the suffragette movement and alcohol prohibition were all, you know, started by women and, and then alcohol prohibition was eventually ended by women who saw the violence of the violence and corruption that prohibition caused. Um, so obviously regulation is the key that said, um, empower is actually an acronym that I made up in that jail cell. Mm -hmm. And, um, with those wonderful women who were 
doing that work with me at that time. Um, I was really fortunate to be able to volunteer. Um, Empower stands for End Marijuana Prohibition, Organize Women, and Act wow. Reform. So it's two-pronged. And I also figured that if I could create products that women would be interested in using and not be afraid of using, that that would definitely serve as an ambassador product for the plant, um, for a, a whole population that really wasn't into cannabis very much at that time, at least not publicly. Wow, that's amazing. I love that story. Sorry, it's a little No, annoying. it's awesome. I love it. It's so great. Um, how do you come up with the ideas for your product line? Oh, that's fun. Um, that is definitely teamwork. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got, uh, we get a lot of ideas from um, pe- friends, family, and customers who write in or call about products mm-hmm. um, that they'd like to see. And then whenever I create new products, um, I have a network of friends and family to share them with. And then our team at, at, at Empower also um, provides excellent feedback for me on those. So, you know, with the first couple of products, um, the first three products, actually, it was all out of necessity. That was the mother of that invention. Right. <laughs> but beyond that, um, it is definitely a group activity. That's awesome. Yeah. In what ways have you been able to merge past careers with a career in cannabis? Oh, well, actually, I get to use my nose, and I've, I've done that uh, professionally all mm-hmm. my life. So I was a wine steward. That was my first, well, not my first job, obviously, but that was my first, like, my first career was in, was in uh-huh. wine. And then... What um, does that mean? I mean, what does that job do in, entail, a wine steward? Oh, it meant, it meant that I, it, as a wine steward, I, I sold wine. And in order to sell wine, you have to taste and smell a lot oh, okay. of wine. And so, yeah, so I did I did that a lot. So I can, I'm really good at identifying terpenes. Mm-hmm. And it, basically, if I hadn't done a body care company I, I, or a topical company, I definitely would have gotten into, Spirit. you know, the connoisseur end and end of, of the industry. Yeah, that's awesome. And, you know, how how to talk about different strains, et cetera, mm-hmm. in a, an educated way. Um, so after my wine career, I got into aromatherapy, which uh, obviously gave me a lot of knowledge about essential oils. And gosh, I love essential oils. They do, they can do so many great mm-hmm. things. And um, all of my formulations, I make synergistic and nothing is just for smell. Mm-hmm. So it always has a, a therapeutic benefit as well. Um, yeah. And then in addition to that, I've been kind of a, I, I refer to myself as a, like a body care mm-hmm. snob, <laughs> but I, I've been a, a, a body care product connoisseur for, you know, 25 years wow. or something. So that's always been kind of fun too. Um, Since kindergarten. Because I don't ever want to make anything I don't want to put on my body. Since that's kindergarten. <laughs> um, anyways. <laughs> Did you say yes. kindergarten? <laughs> that's cute. And cute. Thank you. <laughs> so do you have, um, what would you say is the most challenging aspect of working in this space? Absolutely. The regulations. Mm-hmm. Um, they have huge, huge effects on everything from, 
costs, access to money, increased business expenses, um, and also just the nature of ever-changing regulations in a new mm-hmm. industry. That's that's always fun. I definitely have a few silver hairs dedicated just to being mm-hmm. compliant with the regulations. Yes. <laughs> it's like never-ending. Um, <laughs> do you have any... That is true. That yeah. is true. <laughs> um, do you have any advice for women starting careers in cannabis like for the first time, just beginning? Don't do it. No. Um, yes. <laughs> run. <laughs> Absolutely. Trust your... <laughs> right. Run as fast as you can to something that's more established. Um <laughs> Just kidding. Um, no, definitely. And the first thing I would like to say is trust your gut um, and stay clear of those that give you an icky feeling or rub you the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Um, don't don't doubt oneself. That that's not good. Um, and always remember that self care is really really important. And this is one of those situations where it's like do as I say, not as I do. (laughs) I'm just learning how to, how again, how to have better self self care while working 70 hours a week. What would you say your products can do for self care? I mean, to me, it seems like they have, like you had said earlier, like a multifaceted purpose. You know, um, almost like multitasking as a body care product, which I love. uh, As a former cosmetologist, I'm a big fan of any body care beauty product that can do more than one thing, especially if it's like a healing aspect, you know, um, which you're, oh, you're right. has, which yeah. I know you can't really <laughs> say that, you know, but, uh, <laughs> uh right. like that is, that is just the fact that you can use, <laughs> you can say, yeah, it though. I, I will. Um, <laughs> because you can use the lotion as, uh, a way to relieve headaches, which is amazing for someone with migraines like myself. And, um, I've used the oil. I haven't used the the salt, the the bath salt yet, but um, did I say bath? Is that Mm -hmm. right? Soaking salts? Yeah, lots of people use the soaking salts for um, everything from aches and pains to insomnia. But Barb did use it, and she loved it. So anyway, my point now is that I've gone off on a complete rant about your how much we love your stuff um anyway <laughs> uh, what was my original question um <laughs> i think that so that's a do you have question. that in mind when you create your products like how how can your products you know help someone like you like a lot of people have that issue where they have no time and they they say that they're going to do self-care but they don't because they can't so it's good to put something right. on there that does like three or four things and you can be like, look at me, you know, multitasking with my self care, which is kind of against this point, but you know, <laughs> exactly. Um, I mean, I think probably the, for me, the number one self care product that I make would be the soaking salts. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of which uh, for longer, sh- they have a short shelf life at six months cause they're mm. all natural. Um, that said, Keep them in the fridge if you're not going to use them right away. (laughs) Good point. Um, Yeah, definitely self-care, soaking salts all the way. And, you know, the oil, like you said, we get reports that it works for tons and tons of different things, which Mm -hmm. is really cool. Yeah. Um, That said, the foreplay, which you couldn't try unless you come to Oregon. (laughs) um, That product I created for one thing, which was, as a, to act as an essential enhancer. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't until after we launched it and another vendor 
when I was delivering product to a dispensary one day, um, told me that she used it for cramps. Wow. And I'm like, no way. And she said, yes. And she, that she puts it on the end of a tampon and that it works better than anything she's ever tried. That's how- so, you know, exactly. And the next time I got really bad cramps cause I have endometriosis, um, I tried it and it worked amazingly for for me as well. Awesome. I love that. Oh. Yeah. So I love the dual purposes. <laughs> Fellow endo sister over here. Anything that can help with that, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's rough. Yeah, it is. It's like ugh. Michelle Wolf was saying something like uh, how her male coworkers are like, isn't it just like having, you know, broke a bloody nose or something like that? <laughs> and she's like, no, it's ah. like, they're they make they're saying she was being too extreme by saying it's like ripping off one of your limbs. And he, and she's like, Oh, am I being too extreme? Am I? <laughs> it's like, yes, <laughs> you know, you, no, not too extreme, but anyway, so to have anything like that to help, you know, discreetly even is even better. So that's awesome. Um, I can't, I, I can't wait. Yeah. To try yeah without like the nasty leakage of a suppository. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> and I can't wait to try this, the soaking yeah. salts. I'm definitely, that's on my list of things to do. Self-care. <laughs> um, do it. Do yeah. it. Take care of yourself. But the oil is great for my feet too. Just put, throwing that in there because I just got over, um, got over being pregnant. That's probably not the right way to say it. <laughs> over being pregnant wow uh there's a child he's alive i (laughs) i have really sore feet from that um so it's been it's been amazing yeah i love it i just like dab it right on there and like self-care what you know even if it's only like a second (laughs) you have to take what you can get true um so Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so do you have a specific call to action or anything to promote? Is there anything new coming up with Empower anytime soon? We are going to be launching a couple of new products over the next nine months or so. Um, but I'll stay. I'll keep that a secret and let you know when I do. Okay. Um, but I I think a a great call to action is support women owned businesses. Absolutely, I love it. <laughs> Yeah, not I enough just want people to say that. To do it. <laughs> right? Yes, absolutely. That's what I I always try to look for that first. You know, it's like um, that. I look for that, and then the reviews. I used to look for the reviews first, and now I look for. <laughs> it's a woman-owned right? business. Uh, all right, they're they're pushed up the list. <laughs> exactly <laughs> then you can go from there right um and do you have any new products coming out or anything that you want to talk about i do and i'm not talking about okay <laughs> uh well definitely check out um empowered's website and do you have any social media ch- um, handles that you'd like to promote yes um empower underscore underscore body care mm-hmm. on uh, Instagram and empowerbodycare.com. And they can also purchase our hemp derived CBD only products online, which is pretty cool for places that don't have access. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. It was a blast and uh, we're big fans (laughs) all the way around big fans Um, and love to have you back on sometime. Um, if you're open to it. Of course. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you.
Our next guest is Amna Shamim. Amna Shamim is a writer, marketing consultant, and full-time digital nomad. She's written for publications like Glamour Magazine, Business Insider, HuffPo, Growers Network, and more, and has been on the road for about four years. She's seen how cannabis laws are changing all over the world and has worked with a range of cannabis businesses. She's about to launch an exciting new project, Masterminds for Those Who Want to Grow Their Legal Cannabis Business. So Amna, tell me a little bit about uh, Legal Green Marketing and how you started that. So Legal Green Marketing is my cannabis marketing company, and I set it up separately from my normal company because I think it's really important for anybody I work with to know that I actually understand the cannabis space. This isn't one of those, yeah, 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 I can do it. Oh, shit, that was illegal. Like, no. <laughs> cannabis industry is tricky right now, especially in the U.S. with regional restrictions and what you're allowed to do. If you can't social media, you have to rely a lot more on well, word of mouth, but also as far as marketing, um, Twitter is powerful, SEO, a lot of brand management. And knowing how to do that in each state is really important because it is different. That's a really good point. Um, I've never even heard anyone talk about it like that. So that's a great point. So you really kind of know, and I know that you're a little bit nomadic. So you travel to a lot of these different states and do some research, right? Actually, no, I don't spend time in the U.S. I've been traveling internationally to lots of different countries and seeing how they're handling legalization. Like Uruguay is really, really interesting. I spent some time there, Portugal. I'm in Canada right now here talking to people, networking. I spoke with a, a lawyer who specializes in the cannabis space here because I think these countries are going to inform how the U.S., like all the companies in the U.S. can come on board, especially Canada. Can you tell me a little bit about who inspires you? Like who inspired you to get out into this cannabis industry? You know, I don't want to give her credit because I'm mad at her right now. <laughs> my sister-in-law, my brother's wife is really involved in the cannabis industry. She was running a nonprofit in Tennessee pushing for legalization and she's really passionate, really well-informed, and will educate you whether you want to learn it or not. <laughs> and so seeing her, and she is a strong, smart, incredible woman. And you know, hearing about what she was up to was really inspirational for me. And then I also ended up speaking with some friends um, when I mentioned that I was really interested in the space because I've been a proponent for legalization from the time I knew what cannabis was and why it was illegal, which was as a teenager, um, and not because I was partaking, but because it just makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, I, I When I started mentioning it to people, they said, oh, that's really interesting. You should meet. And so I met a lot of really incredible women. And that's what I like about the industry is it's a lot of strong, accomplished women because it's a nascent industry. So mm -hmm. women are getting in and able to establish their footholds in a way that isn't possible in a lot of other industries. That's very true. So do you find any challenges being a woman in this space? Have you come across any challenges? You know, it's weird. I haven't. I can't think of a single time when it's been harder because I'm a woman, which is really awesome. 
that is, I, I can back that up too. I, I feel the same. I haven't had any pushback from men. And in fact, I feel in this space, men, and, and this is generalization, but for the most part, men are very supportive of women in this space. I think it helps that it's not an entrenched industry. Like we're all making our way and we're all supporting each other. And there are so many women in the space that if you don't want women in your space, you can't be in this industry. <laughs> right. <laughs> which is a good thing, which is a really right. good thing. So what's the most challenging aspect of, of running your business or with legal green marketing? What challenges are you seeing and uh, facing right now? I think... The hardest thing for me personally is because I travel full time, which I'm not willing to give up. Uh, there's something to be said about being on the ground with people. On the other hand, I get the opportunities to learn so much about different places and network globally, which is great. Uh, and personally, it's just keeping on top of everything that's happening. There's every day there's something new somewhere in the world and trying to keep track of that. Obviously, the most important part is keeping track of what's relevant to my clients right now, but I like keeping a global eye because trends inform what's going to happen. Like as everyone else started to legalize, so did the U.S. Right. Right. Exactly. And I know you do a, a little blog too, where people can kind of follow you and see what you're doing. I, do you want to share what your blog is? I do. I feel a little sheepish. I've been so busy with client work. I have not <laughs> updated it. Um, my blog is Hobo on the Go. And it's really just me is long form shouting at the universe. So it's just whatever catches my fancy um, about wherever I am or a thought I've had. But I've been on the road for almost four years now. So it isn't just a, oh, look, it's different. It's, it tends to be a little more in depth, a little more reflective. Well, I love it because that's exactly why it is in depth. It, it is reflective. And um just the images you show, it's it's a really great little blog. And so I did want to give a shout out to that. So with all your experience and with all these people you're meeting, you were telling me that you were going to start a mastermind group. Can you explain to our listeners, because not everybody knows or completely understands what a mastermind group is. And that's fair because there's so many things nowadays calling themselves masterminds, but they're not. Um, mm -hmm. If you join a thousand person group, that is not a mastermind. That is a crowd. And that is great and can be really helpful, but it's not the same thing. So I am part of a mastermind and my mastermind is phenomenal. Like I'm in awe of everybody in there and the way we've been able to help each other has been really powerful. So I'm going to run my mastermind the same way, which is a group, a small group of people where we meet digitally. And every time we meet, we show up with an ask. And I think the ask part is really important because a lot of us, especially as women, are conditioned not to ask. I struggle with it. And the fact that mm -hmm. if I don't have something to ask, I am, I'm forced. I have to ask for something every time. And it gives people the it gives everyone else in the group the opportunity to be generous and to be helpful and to contribute because everybody has that ask. And so- right. It's going to be a small group. We're going to meet digitally, which I think is important because it opens it up to being able to be part of a group with people who aren't necessarily in the same physical space mm -hmm. that can be helpful. Um, and I want to work with people in the cannabis industry because the 
I don't see anything like this. Like there is coaching and there are masterminds in a lot of different industries, but we need that help. And in my mastermind, it's not a cannabis group. And that's great. And I absolutely love everybody in there. But I think how much more powerful could it be if it were? Definitely. Because I think if everybody's in the cannabis industry, whether you're a dispensary owner or a cultivator or a processor, you all have the general same sense of we're in this industry together. And I think that getting input from different areas is really great. Um, Because if you have all SEO people or all producers, um, you're really not getting that, what am I trying to say? Like the wideness of, or the variety of input. No, you're not. And that's important. If you're all the same type, if you're all doing the same sort of work in the industry or not, you are competing with each other, which impacts your ability to be generous and helpful. And you're not getting all this incredible perspective. Like, If somebody was in Massachusetts and somebody else was in Oregon, the person in Oregon could give them some really great insight. And the person from Massachusetts could possibly point out some newer opportunities that are coming on board that they didn't realize was was happening. Mm -hmm. So I think it's that different perspective is really important. And so... Who is best suited to come to this type of, of mastermind group? Would it be someone just entering the industry, somebody who's been in the industry for a while, um, like a seasoned veteran? Who Who is it that would be like the best people for a mastermind group? Someone with a clear vision of where they want to go, someone who's committed. The amount of experience mm-hmm. that you have in the industry, I think, isn't as important as the clear determination to get there. Because even if you're new to the industry, you will have experience that can be helpful to the other people. Like, I mean, maybe if you're 18 years old and have lived at home and have not done anything, maybe less. <laughs> but you, most people who are coming into the industry are coming from different backgrounds, from different careers. And so you have this wealth of knowledge. You might not think it's a wealth of knowledge. You might not realize how much you know because you think Everybody knows everything you know, but being able to give that perspective from outside the industry, from inside the industry, it's all valuable. The trick is is putting the right people together. And this is part of why a lot of non-curated masterminds don't work very well because nobody's mm-hmm. doing this curation. Nobody's running it. No one's making sure that everyone's getting what they need out of it. So... And that brings up a really valid point. You have to, if you're going to invest time into these mastermind groups, you have to know that it's you're going to get something out of it. I know that some of these mastermind groups are, I mean, in the tens of thousands of dollars. There are ones that are hundreds of thousands of dollars per year. I mean, yeah, it's crazy. And the people pay them. I mean, and I think this is really important. I'm going to say this and it's going to turn some people off, but I think masterminds and anything with your business you have to put your money where your mouth is because mm-hmm. your free Udemy course, I bet you didn't finish that, did you? But the course you paid $1,000 right. for, you probably got through. So Most definitely. Most definitely. There's, there's definitely some motivation when there's a price tag attached to it. Um, free doesn't always translate well, to free commitment. Free ends up costing you your time. And your time right. is so very, very valuable. You only have so much of it that if you don't take something seriously enough to put some money into it, 
knowing that it's, there's going to be an ROI. Like it's not just a, mm-hmm. now you hand someone X number of dollars and great, thanks. It's you put this in because you expect you have this clear goal and the plan is to get you there. And I think Definitely. another, sorry, I'm like just hijacking this. No. <laughs> another point I wanted to make earlier and I forgot is coaching is really powerful. And a lot of people work one-on-one with coaches and that is great. But there is something to be said about the other people in the mastermind's perspective. Like the coach can obviously help you and guide you. But one of the most valuable things I think a mastermind coach brings to the table is great curation and the people who are going to help you with and that you can help because you effectively will get four coaches instead of one. Exactly. And I think that sometimes it's nice a friend of mine did a mastermind group and one of the guys in it, he was from Florida. I think he was originally from New Jersey, but he lived in Florida and he was really harsh and he cussed at her and said, your idea is fucking stupid, all this. But he gave her ideas that actually worked for her and she incorporated them. And so sometimes you have to be shocked into that. And that's why I love the idea of a mastermind group because you're getting different personalities personalities you may not normally be friends with, but they are going to help you because they're going to open that up. Right. I'm also a big believer in saying how you want your feedback. <laughs> like I do not want someone cursing at me. And so <laughs> I was like, oh no, you're an idiot. I'd be like, I'm out. But, <laughs> so we got to say what we wanted at the beginning of my mastermind. I would very much like to be coddled and told I'm smart and maybe I should do things this way. <laughs> but there's, I show up to these sessions and I am, I will admit it. There have been times where I'm like, Oh shit, I have to get on the phone in two hours. I better finish this up. Cause I told them I would do it. But <laughs> when you have that level of accountability, people you don't want to disappoint, right. like people that you respect, that's, that's mm-hmm. so, so powerful. Like you don't want these people that you look up to and that you respect that are working so hard on their businesses to come and be like, what are you doing here? Yeah, no, the the accountability, I think, is the biggest part and and really just wanting to be a part of this group and learn from other people. I think that it helps us with our teamwork skills, too. So what can people expect like after so I take my mastermind? What can I expect at the end? Like what? How, how will I be at the end of this? Well, that's a- Having never taken okay. one. Um so that depends on the goals you set, right? So at the beginning of my mastermind, I'm go- we're going to sit down and any everybody that's in the mastermind, we're going to have this 90-minute orientation session where we're going to talk about the goals and we're going to map out realistic goals for the year. Like if you have started your brand new business and you've never made a dollar and you're in a state that isn't legal yet, are you going to be doing a million dollars of revenue in a year? No, you're not. <laughs> like, especially if your state doesn't officially allow legal sales in that year. But could you get, if maybe you're allowed to start selling halfway through the year, can you get everything set up and hit a certain amount of sales and traffic? Yes. So realistic goals, and then you accomplish them. And it's okay to pivot because masterminds are several months long. And sometimes life things will happen. Sometimes you decide that actually your goals have changed slightly and now you want to do this and that's okay as long as it's a real change and not you wussing out um, or getting lazy. But the end result is you reaching your goals. 
I think that's amazing too. And one thing I'm I'm picking up on too, it's that I'm thinking of is as a business owner, you kind of surround yourself with people who not aren't necessarily yes people, but they're people who are either going to give you advice that doesn't really apply or maybe tell you yes when they should say no. Whereas with a mastermind, you're getting you're getting input from people who aren't emotionally attached to your business, who are giving you really, truly unbiased right. advice. They're attached to your success. Which is amazing. And as a new business owner, or even an established business owner, I think that this is such a great service to offer because it keeps us growing and it keeps us, well, one, accountable, but two, growing. And then three, making relationships, which you already touched on earlier, that relationships are so important in this in this business. I mean, you and I were connected um, via Robbie Samuels, who does and a mastermind he's in my class. mastermind. He is one of the people. There you go. And so, and so I'm benefiting from <laughs> this mastermind and I'm not even in it. But I mean, that's what I love about it too. It's, it's that relationship building. You meet people, they get to know you, they know what you're doing. And then they start to, you know, oh, well, who do I know that could help her? Or you come with a problem and they go, you know what? I know someone who can help you. And it's all about that. Again, going back to that Absolutely. referrals, right? Referrals are unbelievably powerful. They're the most powerful thing you can have. And a good network is where you get referrals. Well, so really this mastermind can bring all kinds of things to you. I mean, one, having accountability that builds towards your success, building relationships, getting unbiased feedback. So, okay, now I'm ready to sign up for your mastermind. <laughs> but there's there's going to be an application oh, period, right? Like you're going to take application. I can't. Okay. I don't. There is a cost to the mastermind, absolutely. But I don't right. want to work right. with anybody that I can't help. I have a business. It's great. It pays right. my bills. This isn't about how much money can I make. So there's an application process. I By the time this goes live, the website mastermind2grow.com will have more information. Mm -hmm. And people can sign up to get more information to be part of the application process. The mastermind itself is not going to launch until after the holidays. Because who mm -hmm. wants to mastermind during the holidays? I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I was, and you know, because even if you started it in September, you've got, you know, Thanksgiving, and then you've got Christmas, and then you've got New Year's. And then after New Year's, you know how it is, nobody wants to do anything except for start something new, no. which is a great time to start a well, mastermind. The mastermind class, will so. be starting in January, February, I have to, to be determined. Um, and the first one's going to run for three months. And this is specifically just the first one. It's just a taste for people who are new mm -hmm. to masterminds, for people who aren't 100% sure, who want to see how it works in the cannabis industry. These are obviously going to be smaller goals that we work on because we've only got three months. <laughs> right. It's three months. Right. Right. But that's a good, that is an actually a really great way to get a taste of this. So if, you know, to all our listeners, do stay on the lookout. Um, I know Bake Smart will be promoting it on their social media too. And then of course, you'll be promoting it on your own social media. And so um, give us your the name of your website, Amna, in case anybody wants to hire you to write a story or find out more about oh, your I've SEO. Got, like, here's the offerings. problem. I'm a website addict. So I've got my <laughs> name, AmnaShamim.com is my writer site. Um, LegalGreenMarketing.com okay. is ugly. It is an ugly, ugly site. 
my <laughs> designer that I work with yells at me all the time, but she's too busy with client projects to fix mine. Sorry. Um, I have Benina Digital, which is my non-cannabis site, like for regular marketing clients. I have um, Hobo to Go, which is my blogging site, and I now have Mastermind to Grow for this project. Right. Okay. So I think let's give them your personal, then they can contact you and then go to your other ones because I think you have links on your personal. So that's Amna Shamim. So that's A, M as in Mary, N as in Nancy, A, S as in Sam, H, wait, and I just lost my, I want to start right. H, yep. And then A, M, as in Mary, I am as in Mary.com. So A M N A S H A M I M dot com. Right? Perfect. Amna, thank you so much. This is really great. It goes with our theme, which is mentors and coaches and a little, we're going to touch a little bit on masterminds in our episode, but really want to thank you for your time and for all your knowledge. It's been wonderful talking to you. Thank you. It's been a pleasure talking to you. And we wish you all the best. Thank you. You too. I can't wait to see Baked Mart on everything. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for listening to Your Highness Podcast. If you would like to be featured in a future episode or would like to inquire about possible sponsorship, email yourhighnesspodcast at gmail.com. That's yourhighnesspodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at highnesspodcast. That's at Highness Podcast. Thanks again.